Hello and welcome into episode 38 of the Sports Are Funny podcast with George Arjur. Today we are talking about episodes three and four of The Last Dance. We're going to talk about Isaiah Thomas. We're going to talk about Dennis Rodman. Of course, we're going to talk about the main man in the show, Michael Jordan. You don't want to miss this episode. Before we get started, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Share it to your friends. We'd love to have more audience. And the more people you share this with, the more likely we're going to have more podcasts. So that's always a good thing for you. In the meantime, also follow the That Being Said podcast with me, myself, and my brother, Sammy Jarjour, on your favorite podcast listening app. And as always, this episode is brought to you by Sonsports.com. That's S-O-N-T Sports.com, where you can get your latest and greatest sports news. Before we get started, we have an episode. We have a quick message from one of our sponsors. Enjoy the episode. Hello, hello, and welcome into today's episode of the Sports Are Funny podcast with George Arjur. As always, podcast listeners, um, you're going to have a couple seconds here where we're not really starting the podcast as we wait for everyone who comes on the show from Twitter, Periscope, where we do this show live, to kind of circle in, and then we'll get started with the episode. So if you do not follow me on Twitter yet, um, you, you should do that probably right away. That's for everyone listening to the podcast. The username's at G And if you're watching live on Periscope, what would I like you to do is go download the podcast. Uh, we try to give you know really interesting takes as much as we can. Uh, we try to have as much fun on this podcast as possible. This week, we're going to try to get on some really good guests. And then from there on out, we will uh, you know continue waiting for sports to resume. So let's get this podcast started. Today, we're going to recap episodes three and four of The Last Dance, um, and we're going to start off with something that's kind of you know circulating the internet, which I think is another overreaction as always, which I feel like happens quite a bit here, is uh, Bill Simmons tweeted and on his podcast basically said, why do we pretend that Dennis Rodman is interesting for the last 25 years? And, of course, the internet lost its mind. Uh, Bill Simmons, if you're not familiar with him, is one of the best, if not best, podcasters in the the basketball world. Has a great show, The BS Report. And then every Sunday after The Last Dance, he's been doing recaps with Ryan Rossillo. And he tweeted it out, and he also said on the podcast, crucial question that started today's podcast is, why do we pretend for the past 25 years that Dennis Rodman was actually interesting? And, of course... Everyone has their own opinion and started freaking out. And what do you mean that Dennis Rodman is not, a, not interesting? But I'm going to kind of pivot here a little bit and kind of agree with Bill Simmons and Ryan Rosillo on this, that Dennis Rodman's story is no longer interesting if you know basketball, if you know the history of the game, if you already know his story. Because his story has been told over and over and over again. 
We all know Dennis Rodman's story. We all know the worm's craziness. We all know the worm married himself. We all know that worm liked to party a lot. We know they had crazy hair. Did we really learn anything new about Dennis Rodman on these last couple episodes of The Last Dance? No. So there was a full 30 for 30 documentary on Dennis Rodman that was released, uh, I think, last year on ESPN. And that was more interesting because if you already know the Dennis Rodman story, there's nothing left to the Dennis Rodman story. He's eccentric. He's crazy. He parties a lot. He drinks a lot. He is a guy that was off his rocker. He was, frankly, a crazy dude. So when Bill Simmons and Ryan Rosillo start off their podcast by saying that Dennis Rodman is not interesting, I don't think they actually mean that he's not interesting. They mean that this is not an interesting story anymore. Because I don't think any of us left that part of episode three of The Last Dance yesterday and were like, Dennis Rodman was crazy and partied a lot? That's super interesting. No, no, no. We all knew this already. We knew what kind of guy he was. We knew that he liked to party. We knew he liked to drink a little bit, and he was probably doing some weird shit behind the scenes. So that's what Bill Simmons meant by why are we pretending that Dennis Rodman is interesting? Because frankly, not that interesting anymore. We all know about Dennis Rodman. All of us. Right? I mean, I don't know anyone who didn't know that Dennis Rodman's crazy. My mom knows Dennis Rodman's crazy. But Dennis Rodman's craziness, is it really getting us to the TV screen anymore? I'd argue no. Dennis Rodman's craziness is a well-known thing. And since it's a well-known thing, I don't know if I could really sit here and say that I am that interested in any Dennis Rodman stories anymore because we know them all. Now on to some of the key points of yesterday's episode, including Isaiah Thomas and the Detroit Pistons. And I put up a Twitter poll, which, um, you know, I asked, were the Detroit Pistons right in letting Isaiah, uh, in walking off the court after they did, lost to the Bulls in the Eastern Conference Finals without shaking Michael Jordan's hands? Or were they bitches? And most people thought they were being bitches. 68% uh, of voters uh, nearly 200 votes on that, said yes, they were bitches. Um, they believe that Isaiah Thomas, the Detroit Pistons, and frankly, the team should have shook Michael Jordan's hands. Now, why that's interesting to me is we live in this world today where everything's you know politically correct and everyone wants to get a fucking trophy. What's interesting to me here is I, myself, I'm a guy who, I'm a little old school, right? Like, I like that hard nose basketball. I don't like when teams are all buddy-buddy with each other, but at the same time, you know, everyone acts like Michael Jordan didn't have any friends on or off the court. Meanwhile, you know, we saw that he would, uh, before the Celtics series in his second year in the league, he was playing golf with Danny Ainge. So everyone has friends. So for, for, that, for people to pretend that no one has friends is ridiculous. But what also is ridiculous is People love this mentality when, you know, everyone's hard, man. I like when no one's, when someone's hard. I like when they don't shake hands. I like that they have that attitude, right? I mean, I think that's why half the internet loves Russell Westbrook, even though Russell Westbrook has proven over and over again he can't win. That's So, 
you know, he takes no prisoners. He has no friends. When Giannis says he doesn't have fr- that many friends in the league, people love it. When Kawhi Leonard's quiet and kind of an assassin, people love it. When Kobe Bryant had the mentality that, you know, he's no thrills, people love it. So I was a little surprised, and I do believe they should have shook the Bulls' hands, by the way. I'm on the side of, you know, you respect your opponent after a basketball game. You go, you shake the hand, you walk off, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, pretty simple stuff. But in the same time, I'm like, why is the internet freaking out about Isaiah Thomas and the Bad Boy Pistons? They're called the Bad Boy Pistons because they didn't do things by conventional rules. They didn't do things to make you feel good. The Bad Boys Pistons were there to piss people off. In retrospect, do you think Isaiah Thomas and the Pistons would have done this if they knew we were going to be talking about 30 years later? Probably not. But at the moment, it probably felt like the right idea, probably felt like a good idea, and they were like, you know what? Let us go out, let us walk off the court, and forget about this because fuck the Bulls. And I just thought that a lot of people who like this macho-ness would have been like, yeah, hell yeah, man, the Pistons were tough. Meanwhile, people who hated the Pistons, you know, or in general would have been like, at least they're tough. But the internet reacted a little bit differently than I thought. I thought they would think, find it to be a little cool, but I guess not. The Bad Boy Pistons are still villains. And speaking of a Bad Boy Pistons, man, like these guys were the most delusional franchise, delusional people I've ever seen. Like the NBA did not want did not of course they wanted Michael Jordan to win they wanted him to be like the big guy they wanted Michael Jordan to you know take over but they didn't like screw the pistons on purpose or anything like that they didn't give the pistons extra calls so this like whole thing with the pistons and like no one likes us and this yeah no one likes you cuz you guys are dicks like Isaiah Thomas goes on first take today and still like doesn't want to give anyone credit Isaiah Thomas is salty, dude. And he's salty because he didn't make the dream team. And of course, he probably should have made the dream team. But when you got the golden boy and Michael Jordan and um, in general, later on, I mean, I think we'll, we'll, we'll visit this in episode five. Um, Michael Jordan may or may not have had anything to do with Isaiah Thomas being on the dream team. But... Can you blame the dream team for not wanting Isaiah Thomas there? Magic Johnson hated him. Larry Bird hated him. And Michael Jordan hated him. Isaiah Thomas probably would have been the fourth most likely guy to fourth or fifth most likely guy to deserve a spot on that dream team. It'd been Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, and then probably Isaiah Thomas. But when one, two, and three can't stand your guts. You're not going to get on the dream team. So so for Isaiah Thomas to think he could deserve to be on the team, yeah, maybe. He might have deserved it. He's maybe the best point guard of all time, pure, pure point guard. I mean, I don't want to hear all these Chris Paul troopers come out and say, oh, but Chris Paul averages more. But different game. Isaiah Thomas is the best point guard of all time. But does he deserve to be on the dream team? Not when you act like that and you alienate the three most important players in the league. So that's my opinion on Isaiah Thomas and the dream team and the you know the bad boy Pistons. I got Michael Jackson bad poster behind me right now. So bad boy Pistons bad, kind of funny that that just worked out today. I'm going to have a change of decor here uh, in my quarantine studio pretty soon actually. So 
That's going to be fun. So you stay tuned for that this week. So those are my thoughts. Uh, I put out a controversial tweet last night that said, and you're going to have to hear me out on this one because a lot of people are going to disagree with me. And I just want to paint the picture before I get going on it because I feel like people misinterpret things sometimes. Like when you, I don't know where to start here. I'm going to start at the beginning. When you make a comparison with someone, right? It never has to actually be a 110% spot on, you know, 10 traits, 10 traits. You don't need that when you make comparisons. What you need is some sort of similarities. Some, there could be some differences. But yesterday I tweeted out a picture of Russell Westbrook wearing a crazy ass hat. And Dennis Rodman wearing a crazy ass hat. And I and I said, quote unquote, Russell Westbrook is just a modern day Dennis Rodman hashtag last dance. And so many people hated this tweet saying that Russell Westbrook is a family guy. What are you talking about? Once again, you do not have to be the same exact parameters. You need to find similarities. Dennis Rodman and Russell Westbrook both dress crazy, both trash talk and acted crazy, and both were assholes to the media. There's the comparison. I don't have to go farther than that. There are so many differences. Their games are completely different. They are different people off the court. But when you look at it that way, like I said, both assholes, both wear eccentric clothing, and both alienate the media. Pretty much simple there. I don't think you can get more simple than that. Um, overall, episodes three and four, I, I feel like we spent a little too much time on Dennis. Maybe we should have spent more time on Phil Jackson. Um, oh, overall, this series is just awesome. I think we're really starting to uh, really pick up the, the amount of greatness Michael Jordan had and we picking out the amount of greatness in the way like other people treated Michael Jordan around the league. People just loved Michael Jordan. But I have a public service announcement for you all. If you're watching the Last Dance documentary and every time Michael Jordan does something, you got to tweet, oh, LeBron would have done this better. Or, oh, why is LeBron this? Why LeBron that? This documentary is not about LeBron James. I know you got the LeBron James Stan army on Twitter waiting with their, you know, rifles like, I got I have to find a way to make fun of Michael Jordan. No need. It's a great documentary. They're probably the two best players to ever live. I happen to be a Jordan guy. You can keep arguing with me. LeBron's career is not over. But today, right now, LeBron James is not the greatest player to ever live. There's no conversation to be had. It's not even a conversation. Zero. It's not. Michael Jordan's the greatest. LeBron James has years left. And I don't think he'll get there. I don't think I can make it more simple than that. So keep that in mind when you're watching the documentary. It's not about Jordan versus LeBron. It's about Michael Jordan. And I just, I'm, I'm tired of it. Maybe I'm on Twitter too much, but I just don't like to see those things over and over again. 
So today's episode is going to be a little bit shorter. I just wanted to kind of touch on some stuff about the documentary. The NFL Draft, if you guys watched that, it was fantastic. I really enjoyed watching the draft this weekend. Um, I don't know how your guys' teams did. I don't know who you guys all root for, but you know, send me any information you have. I'd love to talk about your team and break them down. Hopefully, I have a couple guests on this week on Wednesday and Friday, so I'll let you know who those are and if we'll be live for it or if we will do it pre-recorded and release a video. Uh, like I said, this was episode 30. I want to say 39 of, a, of the Sports Are Funny podcast with uh, me, George Arjur. As always, please rate, review, and uh, subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app in general. doesn't matter which one you use. Whatever's your favorite, go use it. The last thing I do want to say is make sure you subscribe to the pod, pod that on Twitter and Instagram, but it's called the That Being Said Podcast. It's with me and my brother, George, or my brother, Sammy Georgeur. I'm George Georgeur. It's our main podcast. Um, we, you know, it's what started Sports on Tap Company, and uh, it's it, it's a complete blast, so you got to go listen to that. And a lot of people what is, ask me, what does SANS stand for? I tell them it stands for Sports on Tap. And this is Sports Radio Redefined. Thanks for listening. Oh, thank you.